Welcome to High Vibes and Grateful Heart, a podcast for women on the rise. When we come back, I'll be sitting in the studio with my dear friend Paula Reardon Webster of The Now Point, and we will be talking about all things mindfulness. Good morning, Paula. Welcome. Thanks, Jen. Good morning to you. It's so nice to see you here today. My pleasure to be here with you. Wonderful. So I like to begin our conversation by just learning a little bit more about the work that you do, your heart-centered work, and what is Mm. your why. Can you share a little bit with our audience today? Oh, sure. You know, uh, always good to connect with the why, isn't it? It is. Um, Well, you might not have noticed, or you might have noticed, the rising level of anxiety and depression in the world, and I had experienced my own levels of that uh, during my kids' adolescence and my marriage ending, and I always had a meditation practice off and on, but I really committed to that during that time, and I just had such great benefit that I felt it was important to share those practices in my own way with others, so... That's my why. It's all about raising the collective vibration, right? Yeah, it is. And it I is. have noticed, yeah. actually, um, so many of the clients that are coming into the center, even mm-hmm. for energy work, um, a lot are bringing their children. Mm-hmm. I have somebody as young as five years old who comes because he, he can't sleep. So it's definitely, I think just the awareness of it is heightened probably, but I think it's really um, become more of an epidemic just coming out of this crisis, this health crisis. For a lot, sure. A lot more for people sure. are in need yeah. of help. So, yeah. so we are very grateful to you for the work that you do. When did you discover your soul's passion? We like, I know most of the guests that I have in here are women who have been on a journey, right? And have gone through different sort of transitions in their life to find this sort of heart-centered place. Can you tell us a little bit bit about your journey? Sure. Well, uh, I wish I could say, oh, when I was young, I always wanted to, but that wasn't it. I always wanted to be a princess. Well, there you go. Then I wanted to be a nun. So um, (laughs) I um, ended up being an accountant. I was a CPA, and then I was controller at various hospitals. I was in healthcare finance. And I think that uh, despite the fact that I entered the corporate world, I wanted to be in a helping setting, even though I wasn't a hands-on healthcare practitioner. Um, And then when I reached the point after being married and having kids, uh, you know, learning how to be a mom from other moms and learning really the value of community and support and, and learning those skills that weren't there necessarily before, that with the anxiety that I was experiencing, relief from it, I thought, this is the answer. We help each other in this way. This is the answer. And those were careers where they were probably pretty fast-paced, stressful careers, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I would love, love, love to have been um, a mindfulness practitioner and in the the world I was in. Right. I would have been a kind of a different kind of boss, I think. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. I know. I spent, you know, 25 years running a corporate-focused business, and I always like to say I'm a corporate dropout gone goddess because I started, (laughs) you know, in my own practices – 
you know, going through those sort of stressful periods and having employees and having financial obligations for yourself and other people, you seek solutions and strategies. And as I became more involved in, you know, more of a holistic way of life, that corporate setting and that pace just felt so out of alignment for me. So I think it would be so beautiful, and it's starting to happen, if we could start to integrate some of these mindfulness practices, you know, with with all of the other businesses out there because we're all people and we're all experiencing the same emotions and struggles, right? It's true. It's so. true, and, and it is starting to be more integrated. I've done some work at... Um, you know, well, I've done a lot of work in community settings, but in healthcare settings, corporate settings. Um, and it's great. You know, there's more and more people interested in, of course, the pandemic put a little kibosh on the group mindfulness. Yeah. But um, I did a lot of work on Zoom during that time. I worked for a mindful schools program for the last six years and um, was in the, the board you know, board of directors for that, but a lot of adults were signing up during that time, a lot of adults. So right. It's great. Things that used to yeah. be woo-woo yeah. are now becoming much yeah. more mainstream, which is beautiful. And, right. And we want to see more and more of that, right? It's neuroscience-based, it and that's the thing. And people yeah. see that on Time Magazine and, yeah. you know, on 60 Minutes. And uh, it's, yeah, so it is. It's, Absolutely. It's there. So I imagine you have a, a, a wide variety of clients, but when you're thinking about the work that you do, who do you sort of target as your ideal client? That's so interesting because I'm having a little bit of a shift in focus right now before it was doing a lot of work for the schools program. And I'm not doing that now, doing corporate work. I have some of that coming up, but I'm really moving into a space um, beyond the secular mindfulness into a more um, mm, insight, spiritual focus, more aligned for people in transition. Yeah. So um, people say women in transition, but men men are in transition too. So I see that as the person that really, um, you know, needs to study the container they're in. You know, it feels like, I can't do this because, you know, there's so many forces acting upon us, and we're not able to just slow that down internally. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's so important. Um, you know, and just about anyone that, you know, we can think of could mm -hmm. be a client for you in terms of wanting to sort of re-engage with their life and find strategies to, to support them. So... There's definitely a need to be met. Tell us about an accomplishment in your life that you are most proud of. Maybe a challenge that you overcame or just a big win for you. Oh, well, there's so many. There's so many. I'm only kidding. No. <laughs> I would say, um, you know, I stayed home with my kids for a number of years. So I went from being defined by my career to not knowing what the heck was going on and being in so many directions. And somehow through this process of being um, searching, uh, I ended up, I actually was uh, doing some writing, some children's literature, and I was, it was suggested that I look at the program at Lesley University. For writing, I ended up in their Mindfulness Studies graduate program. 
So, not having finished my MBA, having been an MBA dropout, I had on my bucket list get a master's degree. I didn't know it was going to be in mindfulness studies, but I felt like that was a um, a challenge that I stepped into one course at a time, and then I went all in. Um, you know, I was in my 50s. No, my late 50s, let's just be honest. And um, I felt um, I was just re-entering a part of my brain or just emerging with a different part because I'd never done that kind of writing before. It was very, you know, um, the, the psychosocial types of writing. So it was just a um, an endeavor that I wasn't sure why, but I was felt guided to do that. And um, I got a graduate degree. I think it's fabulous. Yeah, not intentional. And I'll be obvious. I'll be honest with you. I've actually been looking at some master's programs, and I'm in my last year of fifty, so I get it. I think we're constantly learning and growing and evolving, and I think that's what makes life so fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yes, no matter how old we are. Exactly. Yeah. Can you tell the audience about a significant challenge that you faced and what it taught you? Well, I'd like to, hmm, significant challenge, I guess. I mean, the biggest one uh, in recent years would be getting divorced, would be ending my marriage and, um, you know, living as a single mom and, you know, that seems sort of run of the mill till you go through it. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it is, uh, um, it's kind of a dark night of the soul or dark soul of the night, depending on which way you look at it. But it was really, um, and continues to be, just a tremendous growth opportunity. Um, you know, I have a friend who used to say, a- another f- freaking growth opportunity. Uh, but it really didn't feel like it at the time, and it needed to happen. And, um, you know, just a place to really um, practice mindfulness to really dip into spirituality, to faith, to um, trust. A sense of self, Yeah, right? a sense of self and, um, you know, really connecting with people in a deeper way. You know, your your little soul support network um, was so important. So, um, and that's, you know, that transition was really marked by spirituality and by mindfulness. Right. Yeah. That's not, that's Yeah. Beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that with us. I'm sure many people who are listening can resonate Mm -hmm. and relate to that. So I always love to ask this question because none of us like to answer things like this, but I think it's really important um, for us, particularly as women, to be able to answer this question. So what do you love most about yourself? It can be a personality trait, a physical trait. What do you Mm -hmm. think of when I ask you that question? I think of my um, tenacious spirit, you know. I just, um, you know, when I get bowled over at times, um, I can't say I sit there and go, oh, I know this is going to pass. I, I have people who will remind me of that. But when when I'm coming out of that sort of, um, you know, I'd say the the crest of the wave where you feel like you're just going to fall over, coming off of that, I feel like, mm, I'm going to move forward now. And right. not that we have to move forward, 
but um, to be content, I'm trying to really work on content right now, but that, you know, I'm not staying in that place. I just don't want to be you're not a, You're not a victim. No, no, yep. no, no, You're no. resilient and strong. Yeah, what and can empowered. I learn? What can I learn from it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's a really beautiful thing to recognize about mm. yourself and a very good trait to have. <laughs> I think it's a capacity we all have. We just forget right. that we have We have it. to yeah. just bring it yeah. up, bring it up again. So um, we talk a lot in our community about self-care and the importance of that mm. and finding that balance. So how do you practice self-care to stay healthy and, and focus on your own well-being? Good question. Always a good question and something that gets honed and, you know, I dig into and then I back off and forget but um it is a practice it right? <laughs> is a practice it is a practice and um what's that i heard a friend of mine recently said you know we we live in balance we just don't have the whole balance every day you know some days are better than others but i um you know i eat well mainly plant-based i get seven to eight hours of sleep all those basics i really do pray on a daily basis that's an important part of um, my um, directing myself outward from myself, and I meditate to keep um, the uh, whether it's open to insight or just the neuroscience of studying the the mind. You know, not letting the the gremlins run around in there for too long. Um, and community, community is a big part of my self care. Um, I also feel better when I'm helping other people. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, okay, so I always like to ask this question because I think it's fascinating. Role models in your life. People who have, and I know yeah. there's probably so many, but people that really left a, a mark for you mm. and, and, and impacted how you maybe saw the world or how you behaved mm. in it. So I would say over time... <laughs> When I look back and I think of, you know, my childhood was not, you know, it wasn't Leave it to Beaver or the Waltons. It was a, a good family, um, but there was alcoholism. And um, I think it, it, part of what makes me able to move through this world and move forward is a sense of humor and, um, you know, looking at the absurdity in life when I look back. Some of the most important um, people were either my neighbor across the street who was just always lighthearted and, you know, reminded me of the ditzy dame or, you know, on TV, the Joan Rivers or the Doris Day or the people who were, you know, embodying a sense of humor, humor lightness. Um, and that was an important part of our family um, you know, life, I guess, in terms of survival, you know, my dad and Jackie Gleason, and you probably don't know what I'm talking about, I, but... <laughs> me? Uh, yeah, I do. I know. I reckon, so maybe the audience doesn't, but I know, I know. all of these yeah, shows yeah, yeah. and all of these yeah, yeah. people. I was yeah. right there with you, sister. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> oh, no, that's good. I think laughter is um, a really important thing for us to, to have in our lives, and I think um, just sort of... Some of that childlike joy mm -hmm. and, and, and fun, we tend to squish that down over the years, right? And I think it's super important to be m more mindful of 
what that felt mm-hmm. like and, and, and that whole concept of being embodied, right? Mm-hmm. We're so in our heads all the time trying to solve yeah. and push and yeah. calculate. And if we can just drop from our heads to our heart into our bodies and feel mm-hmm. some of that like very primal stuff, yeah. you know, what does it feel yeah. like to, to be a kid and to be joyful and to have and to be able to laugh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are good good things. Um, how do you, I know that you're very creative in many ways. You've touched on some of that, but just talk to us a little bit about what you do to express your own creativity. Mm, well, I have a lot of good ideas that don't always get follow through, but um, um, I love music. I love music. I, um, I used to play some instruments and I have a bunch sitting around that I intend to reconnect with, but I just enjoy music. I love going to live music. I appreciate it so much. I love to laugh. Um, I was doing improv a little bit before the pandemic with um, some classes and stuff, but it was fun. It's fun, you know, so... um, And you write? And I write. And I write. I do write. I used to write poetry and then I was doing some children's lit, but I, I do write and I journal all the time. Um, and it's in my handwriting, so uh, you can't read it. Oh. I can't read it. <laughs> oh, you don't do it on a computer. Good for you. No, like, yeah, there's yeah. something more. Yeah. Um, yeah, and stuff comes out. Things yeah. bubble up when you're doing that. Sure. So, yeah. oh, that's great. Yeah. So we talk a lot about being role models for other women, for our mm. own daughters. You mm. and I both have if our own daughters, but for just, you know, people in our community. We have such a wide variety of ages in our in our Shebreeze community mm. and this concept of mentorship. But I think a lot about um, if I could turn back time or mm. go in that time machine and talk to myself as a 12 or 13-year-old girl, what would I say to her? So think about that for a moment. What message would you give 12 or 13-year-old Paula to help her on her journey? Mm, Such a good question. Well, first of all, I'd say, please don't smoke. That's not cool (laughs) because you might as well not drink either. But but what I would say is, you know, you, you are so okay just as you are. You are just okay and just really... Remember that no matter what you do. And, you know, you're put here for a reason that gets revealed over time. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. But remembering that that inherent self-worth and dignity um, that we're we're here, we embody as humans, as women. Yes. As goddesses. As as goddesses. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Stand yeah. proudly in your weirdness, whatever that might be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just just as you are. Yeah. Just as you I are, you're okay. A very yeah. important message. And one that yeah. um uh, you know, we struggle with. That's when we start to like deal with our whole self identity mm-hmm. and and comparing ourselves to everyone else instead of looking internally, right? And that was before Instagram and Snapchat. Oh and, yeah. Right. Yeah, so I know. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Do you have a favorite mantra that you live by? There's so many I know to choose from. Just be here now. I love that. I mean that. And then now point, right? Yes. My my company name is time is not a series of it, time is not a line. It's a series of now points. Oh, so I we have that. right now. Absolutely. That's all we have. And then we have That's all there, that's really guaranteed, right? There's a particular um 
nun who used to speak that I would go to events. She spoke at Sister Maurice, and she would say, thank you for joining me on the most important day of my life. Right. Because it's the only one I have. So, exactly. Yeah, the now point. I love that. So that's a, that's where you came up with your name, and I, that's mm-hmm. nice to know that story as well. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, if you had a theme song, I know you love music, and it's hard to choose one, but what would it be? Man, <laughs> yeah, depends um, on the day, right? It does depend on the day. Um, what's the song? I just can't get out of my head, John Baptiste. That's been my theme song lately. Um, that's I have a million songs yeah. in my head, it's a little crazy. That's okay. Um, you know, I was getting into the song by Usher, Just Don't Waste My Time. There's a whole line dance if you've never checked it out, <laughs> Ooh. but like. And it's it's kind of with a mixed, uh, you know, tongue-in-cheek I say that because I don't really want to say that to other people. And I also, when I say it to myself, it's like, no, you can, you know, waste time. Just, you, you know, just being is not a waste of time. But the whole, like, you know, the inner critic and the stories we run, that whole scam, yeah, it's a waste of time. It is. So just don't waste time. It's, yeah, that's that's a good message, <laughs> and it's a great it's a great little line dance. Oh, I'll have to check that yeah, out. Yeah, it's fun. Okay, yeah. I'll put it on my list. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of our listeners are. It's interesting that you refer to women in transition because that's really my yeah. population of women that I coach, and it doesn't have to just be women, but it just happens to be for me. But and our listens are listeners are primarily women. Mm. So a message for those women who are facing the crossroads. And trying mm. to overcome that fear, those imposter syndrome, the stories in their head, the limiting beliefs, mm. to make some kind of a leap to transform their life. What advice would you give to them? Mm, making a leap. Yeah. I, I just, I, I can't claim this. I was just at a Unity Church on the Cape a few weeks ago, and Tony um, said, a leap of faith will get you anywhere. You need to go. Isn't that true? Yeah. And so when you don't know where you need to go, that's the catch. And that's the problem with a lot of like, my God, now I'm not married. Now my kids are leaving. No, this job ended and I don't want another one like it. All of that. So just take the leap of faith that there are people there to help you with that. Absolutely. And trust. Trust, yep. And it will unfold. Mm. When we stop resisting, typically, right? Yeah, yeah, and what you resist persists. It does. We're just full of them today. We're full of it. This is get your T-shirt with all the sayings on it, folks. Yeah, I love it. No, I think that's very good advice. Um, I know you probably have a number of female tribes. We talk a lot about the importance of community and, you know, being holding space for one another. What do you? I'm sure you want to just talk a little bit about your tribes and, and how you benefit from. From those circles of community. Yeah, I mean, I have the kids I grew up with. <laughs> That's great. And it's a small circle. And then there's three of us. I'm the third in the inner, you know, not inner circle, but my inner sanctum. We used to call ourselves the Three Musketeers, and we're still at it. And, um, you know, going forth, college, uh, college sorority sisters, and then um, some of the moms that are still together. And then my kids are adopted from China, so I have a very tight circle of um, moms who have adopted kids from China that we did together, and we, you know, get together every year. And then, 
you know, people in recovery. Um, such a beautiful community, and the the friends I went to graduate school with and graduated in 16 have become really, really important in, um, you know, navigating how we, we move our work in the world. So, so you're surrounded by community. It's, I like it that way. Yes, it's a <laughs> yeah. good way to be. And now I have the Sheep Brits community. I know. So I'm blessed, blessed and really. We're, and we're yeah. so honored to have you be among us. So I love this. This is fun to ask. Tell us something that people don't know about you. Oh, Okay, I have an answer for that. Uh, I was on a synchronized skating team, a competitive skating team back when I was in my 50s, early 50s. So, yeah, yeah. And that's one of those leaps of faith that, you know, you don't know where your journey's taking you. My daughter was taking skating lessons, and I said, I think, you know, I was a decent skater, but I never had lessons, and I jumped in and I said to the teacher, I want to um, hone my skills more. Where can... She said, why don't you sign up for this group? <laughs> and uh, next thing I know, I'm skating around 100 miles an hour, holding on to each other, and we're up at Lake Placid. And... Yeah, it's a little so crazy. Fun. It was fun. It was fun. That's yeah. so fun. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love that about you. <laughs> Your adventurous soul. It's very good. Um Okay, so the world's a crazy place right now. What yeah. do you, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. what do you wish there were more of or and or less of in the world today? Because this is why we all do what we do, right? Yeah. More self-compassion, which would lead to more compassion. We need more empathy. I think mm-hmm. we're in a big empathy deficit. We are. And um, it's scary. It's scary. More acceptance. Of yeah. just other people. Acceptance of other less people. Less divisiveness. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, and I, and, and I just want to say I read an article, a blog post recently by someone, and um, I hadn't really thought of it this way, uh, that some of the work you hear in coaching circles and, you know, empowerment circles, and it makes sense. And I just heard my daughter say this, you know, right before I came here, about living your best life and being your best self. And that culturally, we have a bit of a narcissistic edge in that. It's like, because our best selves, our truly best selves, the one that makes our heart go pitter-patter and our neurons light up, is the one that helps other people. Yeah, it's all Mm -hmm. about serving. Yeah. And I mean... I don't even like that word, but but it's yeah. supporting and yeah. serving, right. and coming from that place um, of genuine mutuality. Love. Yeah, yeah, inter interdependence. Absolutely. Mm. Well, we're going to continue to work on putting more of that out into the world and keeping our hearts open. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay. Well, you have so many gifts to yeah. offer the world. And I'm so honored that you joined us today because I know how busy you are mm-hmm. and doing all of these wonderful things. Um, how can our listeners get in touch with you and learn more about the services that you offer? Oh, thank you for asking. So I'm updating my website so you can check it out there before it gets better. But it's thenowpoint.com and I have an email at thenowpoint at gmail.com and it's at the now point. Okay. 
And um, yeah. Well, I encourage everyone to reach out to Paula. She also teaches a really fabulous Qigong class on Wednesday mornings. If I had anything to do with it, I'm going to have her teach more because she's fabulous. But um, I highly recommend you reaching out and learning more about all of Paula's offerings. And I just want to genuinely thank you for spending this time with me today. Mm, Thank you, Jen. This was so much fun. It is fun. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Until next time, I encourage you to practice high vibes and keep a grateful heart. With love, Jen.